Come on in, friends. Come on in. Come on in this room and tell me what's new and good with you. My name is Krishanda Torres, your friendly health and wealth coach. And this is Couch Convos with Chris. If this is your first time tuning in to this podcast, I help African-American women over 40 get rid of sugar and debt because as my favorite poet, Lizelle Graham has said, every woman who heals herself in turn heals her children's children. March is the month that spring has sprung. It's also National Nutrition Month. And before we get started on today's titillating topic, of course, since we're going to be talking health and wealth, we do have to do our formalities, which is the medical disclaimer. These statements that you hear mentioned on this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and any products you hear mentioned are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Krishanda Torres is not a physician, and the relationship between Krishanda and her clients is not of a prescriber and patient, but as health coach and client. It is fully the client's choice whether or not to take advantage of the information Krishanda presents. OTE Inc. and Krishanda Torres cannot guarantee any specific outcome, and your individual's results may vary. Before beginning or adding any name supplement you hear mentioned on this podcast to your health regime or routine, please consult with a functional medicine or naturopathic doctor. Yes, friends, I know we have to do it every single time. We have to do the medical disclaimer because we're talking medical stuff. When we're not talking medical stuff, we don't talk about that. So let's get into our titillating topic today in the month of National Nutrition Month. Spring is about to spring in about 20 days. So I hope you get outside, drink more water, walk more, make that make your New Year's resolution. If it died already, come back to life as the warmer weather begins to come in. And so since March is National Nutrition Month, all month long we're going to be talking about uh, different dietary theories, but today we're going to kick it off with the politics of the plate. This is a very great topic for me. I first learned about the politics of the plate from one of my phenomenal lecturers at the Institute of Integrated Nutrition, which is the school I graduated from with my health coaching certification. In particular, it was Dr. Marion Nessel. She is a PhD and an MPH professor at New York University's Department of Nutrition, Food Studies, and Public Health. I didn't even know until she taught this block that there were actually that there was actually a such thing of politics of the plate. So let's start with America has a rising obesity rate, just in case you didn't know that. In 1980, we were about 15%. 1990, we moved to 22%. 2000, we were at 31%. 2008, we were at 34%. And now we're in 2023. And as a health and wealth coach who coaches African-American women over 40 specifically, I can tell you that we're climbing super, we're even higher than that now. 82% of black women are actually overweight. 53% of black women are considered morbidly obese and 153 black women, that's about a 747 plane load, are projected to die today from a preventable chronic condition, such as what we discussed last month in Heart Health Month, heart disease. Now that's more gun violence, that's more, excuse me, than gun violence, cigarette smoking, and HIV AIDS combined. And my issue is not enough people are talking about it. If you need the reference for that, please feel free to go check that at Girl Trek. And so that's a part of the politics of the plate. We often hear people say, why don't we have anti-obesity programs for kids that actually work? 
<laughs> my response to that is that's called parenting. You don't need a government program for anti-obesity for your children. That's why God gave them to you. You're the parent. You create that in your home. And so the way that food systems work um, is it's from production to consumption. And you can learn more about the food systems by picking up Dr. Nessel's book, Food Politics, uh, What to Eat and Why Calories Count, and Safe Food, The Politics of Food Safety. She's got about four books on uh, the politics of the plate. So the way that food systems work is it starts at agriculture, which is the food, then it goes to nutrition, then it goes to public health. And so what we want to do is we want to eat less. We, we have an issue with portion control in our society. We need to work on that. We want to move more. As I said, use spring as a time to reinvigorate your New Year's resolution if it fell off by moving more. If you can't run, then walk, friends. Walking 20 minutes a day, brisk walk five days a week helps helps your overall health. It gives you the exercise. It helps reduce your blood pressure, uh, your high cholesterol, these preventable chronic conditions. The last time I checked the numbers, and I think I mentioned this on another podcast, we are at two trillion as a nation for preventable chronic conditions such as heart disease, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. Things that moving more can help uh, reduce, if not resolve, when you're under the proper care and management of a functional medicine or a naturopathic doctor, and you have a supporting health coach to walk alongside you. You definitely want to eat more fruits and vegetables. You don't want to eat too much junk food, and you want to enjoy your life. You don't want to make food a battle. You don't want to make it a, a, a thing that you have to endure because then you won't do it, okay? The, the obesity fear has actually, the frenzy has gripped the food industry. Um, the Coke's creative chief, I think her name is Esther Lee, uh, she was a little bit fearful of the FTC critics, right? She said, um, I think it was in 2007, our Achilles heel is the discussion about obesity, okay? It's gone from a small manageable US issue to a huge global issue. It dilutes our marketing and works against us. It's a huge, huge issue and this is very true. When you look at the USA Today snapshots, again, it shows that we're packing on the pounds as a nation. From 1983 to 1985, we were at 15%. 2001 to 2006, if you just go back and look at that, as a nation, as I mentioned, we were at 33%. And again, giving you the stats as of uh, 2021 for the specific Democrat demographic that I serve, uh, we're at 82%. So we are not trending in a positive direction and we really need to work on that. The reason is again, because as a nation, we're a little, lot more inactive and we need to be more active. Again, walking. If you can't run, walk. If you can run, run. Find a physical activity that engages you for a minimum of 30 to 45 minutes, five days a week. It's not also good for your physical body. It's good for your mental health. I often tell my clients, instead of stuffing your face at your desk for your lunch hour and then just getting right back to work, in practice mindful eating, enjoy your food. You get a one hour lunch break. If you're an entrepreneur, you get to set your schedule. If you work for someone else, you are authorized a one hour lunch break. Spend 20 minutes to 30 minutes mindful eating, enjoying your food, tasting it, and then lace up your tennies and go walk around the building if you can't go to the gym during lunch because you're on a tight schedule. There is enough space in your physical work environment to help you become active. 
the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture uh, Research Service, showed some calories that people consume per day. Again, back in the 90s, uh, excuse me, back in the 80s, it was like 3,200, and our dietary intake was 1,900. Now, our calorie intake, y'all, is 3,900 from the food supply, right? And then our dietary intake, excuse me, is 2,100. So what's the change? We have had an increase in our calories per person per day. And again, we're not doing enough to ensure that we're burning that so it doesn't become sedentary on our body. When we look at the cost of healthy eating, the cost of many unhealthy foods like soda, butter, beer, it's fallen in the last three, decade, three decades, fallen, meaning gotten cheaper to eat those things while the cost of fruits and vegetables has risen sustainably. That doesn't make sense. It should not cost $7 for a salad, but a dollar for a burger, because then when people are forced to make harsh financial choices, they're not gonna pick that fresh, food that they need to sustain their body, they're instead going to go with the process. And so this is, again, an example of the politics of the plate. We need to work to make the fresh, wholesome foods less expensive and the unhealthy processed foods more expensive. We want you. I want you. You know, I was in the military, so you know the Uncle Sam commercial. I want you. I want you to eat more, but I want you to eat healthy. I want you to learn how it benefits you to take control of your health because no matter whether you go to an allopathic doctor and that's a traditional doctor or you go to a, a functional medicine or a naturopathic doctor nobody lives in your body but you you and nobody knows your body but you because they don't live there you are your best advocate for your own health and so you have to take an active role in managing it to achieve that optimal health now we're here to assist we being the medical collaborative team, including your health coaches, your dietitians, your um, nutritionists, your allopathic doctor, if that's who you choose to see, or your functional medicine or naturopathic doctors. We work together, not against one another, to help you reach your optimal health. But that's not necessarily the goal of the food industry. Don't believe me? Pick up Dr. Nessel's book, Appetite for Profit, in which she talks about how the food industry undermines our health and how you can fight back. Excuse me, that's by a Michelle Simon, Dr. Nessel commented on it. That's a great book to have in your repertoire about understanding, again, the politics of the plate. What should be happening when it comes to your food with the food companies is they should be advocating for healthy stuff, but that's not happening, right? We see a lot of do nothing. We see a lot of deny. We, leave it, we see a lot of changing products, you know, disguising the name instead of sugar. We come up with these nice cutesy oats and altos and, you know, coconut palm. We, we see a lot of deception. And so you as a consumer, you as a client, in conjunction with your health coach, have to work to get that information, to know the truth of what's going on and what you're eating. And that's why we teach that reading labels are so very important. One of the things that food companies do, because again, it's an appetite for profit, is they attack advocates. They blame an activity. They blame your personal choices. 
They co-opt your critics instead of taking responsibility for their part in the problem. We didn't get here by ourselves. Don't beat yourself up, friends. If you're not where you feel like you should be, you feel like food is controlling you. Again, the politics of the plate did play into that. And it's not too late. A righteous man falls seven times and get back and gets back up eight. So I don't want you to be too hard on yourself. Okay. Health is a journey, not a destination. And that's why you have health coaches to come alongside you, be your guides on the side and help you reach that ultimate optimal health in conjunction with your naturopathic or functional medicine doctors. Again, you're bombarded by the food and beverage advertising. I mean, in 2011, they spent 16 billion. Coca-Cola spent 267 million advertising, Gatorade 113 million, Pop-Tarts 51 million, Frosted Flakes 42 million, and Tostitos spent 35 million. So it's not that you're weak, it's that you're being bombarded and strategically marketed to so that you will give in to your tendencies and eat these things that are not for your good and definitely not for your growth. Even when we talk about school foods, we can look at what is being served now compared to what was being served before. Um, we need to, as advocates in the community, if you have children like I do, if you have children in public school, especially I homeschool, so that's not really an issue for me, but if it is for you, you definitely wanna advocate for healthy foods in the schools, nutrition standards that benefit your kids, meal standards and diet principles that benefit your kids. One of the things that um, I love about the school that I graduated from is the integrated nutrition plate versus the my plate. If you remember my plate, my plate, the little picture had the dairy, the fruits, grains, vegetables, and proteins. And that's what the uh, standard was. But there is a better way, friends. I encourage you to look at and opt for instead of the my plate design for the uh, integrative nutrition plate. And what is that, Krishanda? Yes, right? The integrative nutrition plate, it's the dietary model that I use and that I educate my clients on. And what it's focused on is the concept of modern nutrition, okay? Did you hear what I said? Modern nutrition. My plate, in my opinion, is a little outdated. Um, we should be focusing on the integrative nutrition plate. And friends, I'm going to get into that more and tell you specifically about the integrated nutrition plate after this commercial and word from our sponsor. So stay tuned. And we're back, friends. Thank you so much for joining us again. And so we started talking about the integrated nutrition plate versus the my plate, which is a part of the politics of the plate, right? So as I said, the integrated nutrition plate is focused on the concept of modern nutrition, guys. I gave you the visual of what the my plate looks like. Now I need to give you the visual of the integrated nutrition plate. We want to replace dairy with water. 75% of African-Americans, again, that's my demographic, so that's why I speak so much to it, are actually lactose intolerant, so it doesn't benefit you to follow a plate design that's not really made for you, okay? Replacing dairy with water. We want to replace regular grains with whole grains. Instead of white rice, we want to try brown rice, quinoa, millet, um, farro, perlo, couscous, so many delicious grains, whole grains that have yet to be explored, okay? 
we want to include fats and oils, healthy fats and oils. And I'm not talking about vegetable oil, I'm talking about healthy fats, healthy oils. Healthy fats like avocado, healthy oils like coconut oil with the multi-chain uh, triglycerides, um, uh, grapeseed oil, olive oil, polyphenol rich uh, olive oil. I discovered a great, band, grand, a great brand by Dr. Stephen Gundry. Like you can even tell of the smell, uh, how pure that olive oil is. Again, healthy fats and oils. We wanna address health more holistically than just the food on our plate. And that is why I love IIN. That is why I loved training there because in addition to your plate, right? I just told you what my plate is and what the integrative nutrition plate has. But in addition to the plate, what we also address is the outer rim is your primary food. You've heard me mention this before on other podcasts. Your primary foods, your relationships, your career, your physical activity and your spirituality. And then your primary, excuse me, then your secondary foods. Right. Your primary foods are those other components of your life besides the food, which is the secondary food. And for optimal health, not only must your primary foods be balanced, again, career, physical activity, relationships and spirituality, but your secondary foods must be balanced. If you have a gap in your primary foods, you're frustrated at your job, i.e. career. That's probably why you're stuffing your face at three o'clock in the morning with Twinkies, but you don't know how to articulate that because you haven't correlated the two. And so that is what we are trained in. Uh, that's in particular what I was trained in at IIN and what I help my clients work with, balancing their primary foods so that their secondary foods are not negatively impacted and they can reach overall optimal health. Now, if your plate doesn't look like that, if you're still following the mind plate, well, what can you do? Again, it starts with you, personal responsibility when it comes to the politics of the plate. I know you're heavily marketed to, but you have a choice. You can opt out. You want food, not products. You want smaller portions. You want to eat smaller portions. You want to buy local, sustainable. Again, the season is warming up, so we want to go out to those farmer markets. We want to find out how do we eat with the seasons. Eating with the seasons is one of the focus groups that I host, so stay tuned to this podcast, and we'll definitely be talking about that on March 21st, which is the first day of spring. Grow your own food. Get into gardening. You want to cook at home. One of my goals for my 75 hard challenge that I'm embarking on right now is 95% home cooking, 5% eating out. And of course, you want to teach your kids to cook. Now, that's your personal responsibility, but you also have a social responsibility. What can you do? Get political. Don't be afraid, friends. What do I mean by that? In the agriculture aspect, again, you want to network with your farmer's markets, look into urban farming, local farming, sustainability, food safety, and farm supports. That's what you can do to be political. See, didn't, you didn't have to yell at anybody. You just have to network and check out these vignettes. What else can you do? In public health, you can get involved in your schools. You can get involved in neighborhood access, safety nets, find out about the part uh, the public health marketing to kids. As I said, read food labels, campaign laws if you're if you're led to be legislative, and learn about the aspect of Wall Street. Again, educate yourself. I know I mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast, but I'll mention it again. You can check out uh, Dr. Mary Nessel's website and grab books to educate yourself, like Why Calories Count, talking about from science to politics. All of these things can help you make you aware not only of the politics of the plate, how you're being marketed to, why it's uh, an aggressive marketing campaign to keep you from reaching your goals, and what you can do 
to push back and support yourself and your family and reach that optimal health. And again, friends, I'm here as your guide on the side because I believe that food is medicine. I believe what Hippocrates said 2,500 years ago, let food be thy medicine and thy medicine be food. I believe that we are meant to be in good health and prosper, as it says in 3 John and 2. And first Genesis, excuse me, Genesis 1 and 29 talks about God gave us every seed and every herb on the planet for it to be food. And so that's what I'm called to do as a health coach. That's what I'm called to do as a believer is spread the gospel of good health. And so I thank you so much for joining me today for the conversation of the politics of the plate. Again, it's National Nutrition Month. We'll be back here um, tomorrow and we'll begin to deep dive 25 of the top diets and look at the dietary theory and analyze those diets, the pros, the cons, and why you should or maybe you shouldn't be doing a diet. Because again, it's not about a diet, it's about a lifestyle. Health is a lifestyle. It's the same thing I tell my kids. Homeschooling is a lifestyle. It's not a brick and mortar building. It's a lifestyle. Christianity is a lifestyle. All of these aspects are part of your lifestyle and it's up to us to cultivate the lifestyle and the life that we say that we want. So if this podcast added value to you, friends, or resonated with you, anything I said resonated with you, I invite you to join me again. I also invite you to join me and do one of the following. Join my focus or support group, especially Eating with the Seasons. And you can find that on my website at KrishandaTorres.com and click on the tab at the top titled Groups and you'll see it there. You can visit my website at KrishandaTorres.com to see what master classes are being offered, uh, what events I'll be speaking at, etc. Or you can check out our exciting events to see what is upcoming for this month at Torres, all one word, dot I-I-N, healthcoaching.co. I will also place a link uh, to the end of, at the end of the podcast uh, for all, for the resources to reach out to Dr. Nessel and to get to her website, which is foodpolitics.com. If you want to purchase any of the books or find out more about her and her work that she does. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. And remember, Until next time, cheers to your health and wealth.